Bible underneath my right hand. I made it out of tight gems. Guns all on my nightstand, my life should be on Viceland. My fingertips to hold the marijuana aroma. High school, I went to school, high, still got my diploma. He got riddled and left alone for some Skittles in Arizona. Bible underneath my right hand. I made it out of tight gems. Uncreative Radio, this is my good friend of, I actually don't know how many years. What year is it? 10 years. Has <laughs> it really been 10 years? It has been 10 years. I put a date on our calendar when we first met because you made me. <laughs> I made you? Yeah, you made me. You said, you better call me on this date or we're not friends anymore. Oh, yes. And, uh, that I, is accurate. And I have it on the calendar and I'm going to call you because we went through a very difficult shoot together the first day I met you. And we were doing... Is it season one of Top Recruiter? So yeah, we're doing Top Recruiter season one, and mm-hmm. uh, and Ashley mm-hmm. was doing makeup, and we were doing makeup on some of the most unique individuals. We'll say that. <laughs> and she, I think she was like, "Man, we need help." I think she did maybe one day by herself, mm-hmm. and was like, "Crap, I can't do this anymore." And then you came on. Yeah, um, I came on. I came in on day two. Um, yeah. From what I was told, <laughs> I was not there on day one, but from what I was told, there was uh, some management of unrealistic expectations in regards to <laughs> what one person can do in a short amount of time. Oh, welcome to film, baby. We'll say that. But yeah, I was really grateful because I met you then, and then we stayed really close. We did season two together. We did. We did season two together. Right. We did. I don't know what else we kept doing together there. But then we started working outside of that, which yes. I thought was we made. I don't know where we made that shift, but that was really cool. Somewhere between those two. And then we were just and then we kind of stayed in touch this entire time. Yeah. And then you moved to L.A. three, three years ago. ago. Three, <laughs> almost four years ago. Yeah, man. So tell me uh, tell me about the nature of the makeup industry in mm-hmm. L.A. during covid time. Um. So. Because you guys are, I assume, I assume you're linked to us. So if we're not working, you're not working. Or Yeah. I mean, I would say it's honestly probably even a little worse mm. because Florida's like the wild, wild west and California's like Dude. slightly overregulated depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. So, do, you, um, do you think it's slightly overregulated? I don't, honestly. Okay. But I am also in a place of financial stability. So yeah. I can say these things and I feel fine not working. Yeah. But... I know many other artists who are not financially stable or have kids or have whatever financial obligations. And so for sure, it becomes hard. Do you think that like what's what's the balance between Florida and California? Like Florida is like, you know, I think Florida was even even when Florida was closed for two weeks, it wasn't really closed. But yeah, um, like what do you do you think? Where is the where do you? Where is the line? Because then California is like they re- California recently closed down just a little bit ago, and you're just kind of reopening a little bit now. Yeah. Do you I feel mean, like it's overdone, or do you feel like? I mean, I feel like, to be honest, on, yeah, like yeah, California is shut down. There have been people shooting this entire time. Yeah. So of it's not like yeah, it's yeah. not like no one's working. Of course, but of course. There are things that are going on. People were working on the sly. 
because the they rest- were working on the slide, things had to be smaller, things yeah. were not as big. Um, there have also been legit things that have been shooting the entire time and they've been taking major precautions. So yeah. like, I am comfortable, honestly, with the way that California is doing it because yeah. they're taking all these precautions. And I feel like when it comes to public health personally, and, and I'm from a biology background, right. um, I feel like it's slightly better yeah, to but you, take precautions. You, but you've always been kind of a health kind I, of freak. I have. So this is probably like, you're probably enjoying all this. I mean, <laughs> so... like a little heaven for you. It's, it's just, I'm... Um, I come from a science background. Yeah. If you don't know about me, I come from a science background. I got a degree in marine biology, and I've actually worked in a biohazard level four laboratory before. Jesus. So like all of this stuff is like nothing. I sure. had to go to work and I had to wear a respirator and I had to decontaminate and disinfect all these things and right. whatever. And that right. was just part of my daily work. And so to, to see the things about wash your hands, make sure your mask is right. over your nose right, and little right, right. things like that. I'm like, it, to me, it's common sense. What was the worst part through the whole year for you? Um, the worst part, <laughs> the worst part was, I'd say, starting to see people work on social media or wherever, and then judging myself, being like, oh, why am well, I not, am I not work working? Yeah. You know, and like, oh, gosh, well, it seems like everybody's working. And like, why am I not working? Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. What do I do? And like, how do I reach out to people? Oh, my God, it's been a year. And I'm like, do I even know how to do makeup anymore? It's been like <laughs> a year since I touched anybody else's face, like all these insecurities yeah, just yeah, yeah. come out of the woodwork isn't that so who do you do you blame social media for that like because isn't that what you just described yes about 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 working mm-hmm. you see somebody else working you see all these people working mm-hmm. and you're like why am i isn't that the same thing that's happening fashion yes music like yes. all over yeah i mean for sure it's um it's a problem that's always been there but yeah. i think it was amplified by right the by the covid 19 pandemic and yeah. and the thing with the pandemic is that everybody to some degree was shut down at some point right and so this is a great equalizer in some right. sense in that like it happened to everybody we we're all going through this together and so there was a point where most people were not working right and so it's not like it's it's different from before the pandemic in that like you know there were steady steady streams of work people were continuing to work here and there you know they had their own jobs they had their own lives whatever but this is kind of like everybody had a forced stop yeah Yeah. and so to have everyone come from this forced stop where you're then you know taking the time or being forced to have the time to 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 really get into your own feelings and like analyze yourself and then start to judge yourself but based on other things that you're seeing like the intensity i feel like was more let's talk about something that you and i personally always talk about oh but we haven't been able to talk about it on the internet oh god what are we going to talk about i don't know what we're i want to talk about the fact of when people or clients do not want to hire a hair and makeup person. Like, this is probably the thing for me that bothers me more than anything. Yeah. For me as a filmmaker, it's like the subtle things of lighting, wardrobe, and hair and makeup Mm -hmm. is more important to me than anything I'm shooting with. Mm -hmm. What, what, talk to me about that. What are your feelings there when people are like, I'm going to come here and make up ready or blah, blah. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's have see. this dialogue for the people. Yes. Okay. Have this dialogue for the people. Okay. Some so, education. 
do I want to get hired after this? Yeah. <laughs> That's, I guess, the question. How truthful well, of an answer do you well, really I just, want? I okay. just, I'm shocked by people yeah. that always say, I mean, I'm not going to do it. It's true. Um, in my experience and most other hair and makeup artists that I know, we are usually one of the first areas on the budget to get cut out. Right. In, in, right. in the pre-production uh, stages, everybody's like, oh, yeah. We're going to have this crew and that crew and hair and makeup and wardrobe and all these people and stylists, blah, 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 you know, whatever, all these things. And then the numbers start coming in and everybody's like, ooh, you know, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. and then it's like, oh, well, where can we cut back? Well, it's not going to be right. You know, or right. it, it is going to be the production crew also. Sure. But, you know, they're going to cut back here and there, little things here and there. But then, like, what's a hair and makeup or a stylist rate compared to production right. rate? Sure. And so we unfortunately get kick to the bottom of the total it's, hole it's really it's really shocking to me it is very shocking and you just and made it all look a lot worse it's 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 interesting because like i think and you and i talked and beat this horse to death <laughs> for sure but um you know there's like you said there's there's details that you and i see that yes. not everybody else sees not everybody else is aware about right and when you have the finished product when there's no hair or makeup, oh boy, it makes a difference. And oh sometimes boy. clients don't understand that difference until they see it literally in front of their face. Right. There are some clients that I think just have a hard time conceptualizing. Right. They, yeah. they need. Oh, I kind of want A, B, and C. They need to see A, B, and C. Right. In order to know that it does or does not work. Right. Like they can't like in their mind be like, mm, right. You have no imagination. Mm, yeah, maybe yeah, if we do E right. and G, you know. You have no imagination. Exactly. Right. 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 So. Um, What's your thought when people tell you like, um, I know how to do my makeup. I just come here and makeup ready. Like. <laughs> so so that's always tricky. Um, because everybody's version of hair and makeup ready is different. Yeah. Right. So like my version is different because I'm a makeup artist. Uh, like before the cameras were rolling, I was touching myself up and right. I was asking you for for shots of like how I looked on camera yeah, and yeah, adjusted yeah. and all this other stuff, but that's because that's how my eye looks at things. But do you, have you but ever- But like when the regular layperson comes in, right. especially with the typical Instagram type of grammar that's, uh, glamour that's popular online right now, those like super highlights to the gods and all the dewy skin and all the other <laughs> stuff like they read different on camera than they do in real life right and so that's um you know that's not always a great thing and i think also depending right. on what kind of production it is hair and makeup ready can mean different things based on what the production is right if it's hair and makeup ready for a freaking real housewives performance and the real housewife lady has a makeup artist that comes to her every single day then for sure she's probably going to come right. to hair, hair right. and makeup fine because that's how she that's lives her life right. every day if you have someone coming here to makeup ready to a period piece movie right that's set during the regency era you right. know like how are they going to know unless they physically look up on their own accord even, regency era hair but, and makeup style but even if they did that's my point yeah i'm just saying has anyone ever showed up on a set that you've been on that you've like oh you look great <laughs> <laughs> no there's always there's always a little something there's always a little something like right, there's been right, definitely right, like right. great great like 
almost there. Like, right. oh, you, you almost got you it. Almost, almost got almost it. Almost did it. But you know, there's like a little bit of powder here, That's or a, a little bit of lip moisturizer here, or a, like I just need to take the shine yeah. down right there, or you know, there's an eyebrow that's doing right. something funky. So, you know, it's just. It, like the little things it's those little details and i know it might sound like minutiae to most people nah, it does. but nah. those are the little the, de- the what is it the devil's in the details yeah man so when you get the whole picture and you see that one eyebrow and it's off that's just gonna it's always what i tell gonna bother you for the it, rest of it's always time. what i tell people like people always want their shit to look more pro and they're like, oh, what camera and what lenses and blah blah, blah. but it's always that stuff it's always yeah. like what jacket are you wearing what how does a man <laughs> What jacket am I wearing? <laughs> Jude with jackets. Um, <laughs> no, it's always the details that I think have been interesting for me. And yeah. our, and it's been interesting to see. Uh, <laughs> it's been interesting to work on different clients and you and I kind of catch each other's eye when we're seeing something that we know isn't like being done right. But those mm. are the fun, fun moments that I think um that we have that journey that we've been on through this I mean, whole production yeah, game. yeah i feel like that's like that's like set life yes you know like it's just that understanding yes of like, yes i know what we're going through right there's a shit show that's <laughs> happening right now but we're not gonna act like it's a shit show everybody hold it together and we'll just drink ourselves into a stupor once we're right, wrapped right yeah that's that's, that's it. crew life that's it basically you, but you, like things like that like what is it i mentioned it I, what was the term? I talked about it before. Baptism by fire. Yeah. That's like That's how you why it. you and I will yeah. be friends yeah. for fucking forever. Sure, sure. Yeah. Because the you've things go, you've that gone we've through gone through and things that we've seen. We yeah. just can't unsee. We can't un- <laughs> We can't not experience those things. Like those things will right. never be written off in history, you know? So Yeah. You see this Meghan Markle thing? I have you, I've heard a little bit you've about seen it. This, you, you, I have not seen the interview, but I've I've heard a little bit about it. I don't want it. I don't watch the interview either. What do you do you do you think they're think they're racist? I don't really I don't really know them or follow them sure. enough to say that, but the I royal mean, family. Right. It seems Do you well here's here's like, the thing. Here's the thing. Do you believe Megan? Because there's a whole group of people like you see Pierce Morgan left the Oh yeah. He quit over and do you he didn't believe Megan and look you know, do you do you believe her? Or do you think she was lying to Oprah? I would believe her. I believe her too. I would believe her. I have no reason to not believe Here's her. The That's thing. the thing. Here's I have no reason to not believe her. Yeah, but her. even if you did, okay, like think about this. This this girl was on Deal or No Deal, right? She was a she was a, a, what, a suitcase a suitcase girl, right? And then she became a princess mm-hmm. of England. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever not want to be a princess of ink? Like, so think about the things that would make you have to walk away from all of that, right? So I don't know. That to me, it seems like they probably said some fucked up shit. Yeah, I mean, I and this is just the gullible person in me. I right. like to try to take everybody's word, yeah, as truth until otherwise. Yeah, you know, um, and and Does that's your- like the. It's like the sweet thing yeah. about me, but also the stupid thing about me. Um, Does your bullshit meter go off though? Like, do you have a bullshit meter? I do, but you try to fight. I it. still, I still try to like give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Do you think that people are inherently good or inherently bad? I think most people are inherently good. I think so too. I think for sure there are some people. I mean, we, who are inherently I mean, bad, of course. like psychopaths and oh. sociopaths and whatnot. Not or, psychopaths. Sociopaths, I think, is the one. I'm not. There's sure. a lot of bad people. The, period. the terms, yeah. There are some people 
through learned or unlearned behavior who I think are inherently bad. But I don't think that that's the majority of the population. And I don't think that that's who we should be judging people on. Do you think the majority of the population right now, because obviously there's a massive divide in the country. Like with really, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you know this, Jude, but some people <laughs> like they don't agree with anything. I have uh, no idea. Like, um, like, okay. So you tr you're trying to can you see the good in everyone, or is there some people that you just can't no, do it? No, I definitely can't see the good good in everybody. Like when you hear like space lasers, do you like okay? Let me maybe <laughs> and maybe she saw something in space. It looked like a a laser. Uh, and no. She was an astronaut, no. or, or are you just like that's horseshit. Um, that's. <laughs> personally i mean that's not anything that i can i have a hard time right understanding the reasoning behind that so, so what do you think when people really do agree with her and really believe what she is d saying in in congress like she makes rules yeah. she's a she votes on rules for the country yeah space lasers does yeah. i mean like what do you what do you think about them not necessarily her what do you think about the people that like voted her in and believe in her? Like, what does that say? It's it's hard because it's like, I uh, like I said, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I don't know who these people are, what their backgrounds are, sure, um, what their belief systems are, how they were raised, what what things are important to them, the experiences that they've had in their lives. Like all of these things um, have have molded these people into who they are today and and what they believe in and what they don't believe in and so as hard as it is i try not to judge i'm not always successful with that for sure i throw some side eye but like i try to not judge people because i don't know everybody's situation the only person whose situation i know 100 percent is my own sure and so i i try to be understanding i may not I may not for sure believe what they believe, but I try to come with a, an open mind and with an understanding that like, you know what, these people are allowed to have their opinions and their beliefs. Even I think, though, no, but I think, but it's hard. No, like I think flat that's, earthers and no, stuff. You know, I have I a think, hard time too. No, I think that's like good. I think people having their own opinion is a good thing. But if we can't agree on facts, then I think we have a real big yeah. problem. I mean, I have a hard time. Like, if we're not going to agree on a fact, like, yes. if we're not going to agree that this car came and hit that kid and he died, if we can't agree on that yeah. with, like, video evidence, oh, or, yeah, if we can't sure. agree on that, then I think that's the dangerous yes. place that we're in. I mean, I believe that 100%. Like, like I said, I come from a biology background. So, like, I, for example, I learned about climate change many years ago. This right. is not a new thing. It is not a hoax made up by the Chinese or whoever it was, like... Climate change is a thing. But there's a ton of people that say it's not a thing. There are. There's a ton of people that say it's not a thing. And a ton of people say, some people are saying it's not a thing. Some people are saying it's not important. Mm -hmm. And then some people are saying like, well, it's not important for us because we're not going to be here whenever it matters or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I think is the scary part of living in this, in this world. It is scary. But I guess we also have to think about like what, um, like I said, what's important to some people. Some people are literally trying to survive day by day. Some people have, you know, they're trying to figure out how to put food on the table for themselves or for their kids. They're trying to, you know, it, it, it's a it's a question of, do I pay for my insulin or use my insulin or do I eat tonight, you know? And so like some people just don't have the mental capacity 
to even to even come to those conclusions about things because yeah. it's just not they're so focused on surviving or they're so focused on whatever it is that their life is going you know whatever it is that their life is doing that they can't i definitely you know? think that i definitely think that people have to see like the, everyone's own individual situation is like a really big deal yes and i think when you uh like if you're expecting someone to fight for climate change that's in a fucking food line mm. like you're out of your goddamn it's hard. mind you're out I of mean, your goddamn mind it's it's hard and i mean you know i can't yeah i can't ask anyone it, again like with advocacy and i had this discussion with one of one of my really great friends um because you know 2020 and 2021 so far have been very divisive years, I guess, right? There's a lot of shit that's going on. And and one of my friends was talking about how she wants to advocate for something that she feels strongly about, but she hasn't made that choice yet, you know? And she's like, I feel bad, you know, I, I want to say things, but I don't, and I'm, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Like, don't beat yourself up. Like, you're dealing with a lot right now on your own life. Like, yes, if it's important to you, then advocate for it, um, but like, give yourself some grace, give yourself some compassion. And like, if that's not in, if that's not something that you can even fit on your table, like work on what's on your table. Sure. First. Do you think any of that shit matters? Like, do you think like people like, you know, cause like a lot of the black square shit, like, you know, was just fucking performative. Yeah. Like just bullshit. And there's a lot of performative advocacy. That's, but that's on. a lot of it. Like, and, um, obviously there's real, um, advocacy, uh, advocacy going on, you know, from people that really get involved to do shit. Mm -hmm. But then there's a lot of it by like, well, I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna, I gotta I put a story out on Instagram. Mm. I like tagged people. Mm. Do you think that's effective? Or do you think like, I mean, like, I, I don't like, there's a cause for everything. Like there's, a, there's there awareness is. about fucking everything. Yes. Just uh, like there's a national whatever day of every, of everything. There's the, you know, there's no month that doesn't have, isn't taken up by like 15 things. Yeah. You know, like this is national blah, blah, blah month yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, so there's a ton of awareness. Do you think that, do you think that we have so much of it that we don't hear anything? Oh, like it's too much. Too much white noise at this point because it, it i don't know is it i don't i don't know i just think that like i, I don't know i don't think so um do you, I think, do you think it reaches people like do you think like, i think it reaches some people i think it reaches the people that want to see it or are open, open to, to seeing, seeing it. it i think if you are close to it if you don't care for it and it's not something that you well, just care for at all then i feel like well, we talked about well, we talked about this. Like, uh, like I called you on the phone. I don't, I don't know when it was. I called you on the phone, and I was like, "Yo, these fucking people are beating the shit out of Asian people. Mm. Like old Asian people. Mm -hmm. It's like becoming like some sort of, I don't know, like a social media kind of craze where people are filming what they're doing to these people, mm. and like there's a bunch of people standing up for it, you included, mm -hmm. um, which is to be commended." But like, do we think, is it, is it, is it cutting through? Like, are people hearing or is it just like the same struggle that black people and brown people and women have been on since they were put on this planet? And like, if, if our level of, like, if you think about black people and their protests and just, just look at 2020, mm. we, that's not, 
that we've been doing this shit for you know, it's yeah. been a, before, you know, this isn't anything new. 40 years of slavery. We're going to start in 2020. For exactly. Sure. But like, we haven't broke through that yet. Yeah. You know, there was, you know, uh, white people are telling me like, oh man, I can't, I, you know, George Floyd, you know, like, I get it, Josh, I couldn't believe it. And, mm-hmm. and that's like nice because you're like, I'm excited that you get it, but also really fucking upset that like you just now got it. Yeah. Um, and it seems like, I don't know if we're cutting through there. Like, do you think, like like the struggle that that Asian people are going through uh that journey is are people hearing that or is it just so much shit on social and so much shit in everyone's lives that it's just kind of like nah man you're just getting getting in line I mean that that was like a million questions um <laughs> let's see where do I start I mean I think it because that was personal. I don't, you know? I don't. Yeah, it is very personal. Yeah, um, I am. I am Filipina. Hey. And so I, it, I am part of the AAPI Asian American Pacific Islander community. Bang. Um, it is something that means a lot to me. Um, and I, like you said, I do advocate in my own ways. One of those ways being I post on my stories. Um, whether or not other people see it, whether or not it's effective, honestly, like that's not why I do it. Mm. I do it to voice my opinion. I do it to voice what's important to me. And to stand up. And and to stand up and, and to say things. Um, whether or not it's received. Right. I that's don't the know. tough that's the tough part. Because yeah, it's like it's hard. the first part is like saying like, yo, yo, so no one should be fucking doing this. Yeah. And then I but think the like, next part is like But that's the thing. It's like if I don't speak out and if I don't say it um personally, like I feel like well how are people supposed to know if it affects me? You know, like if I didn't post about it, people won't know that it affects me. The fact that I speak out about it, it's like, oh man, like it affects her. You know, maybe I should look at this or maybe I should think about this or whatnot. I mean, I don't know if that's how people are interpreting it or, or receiving it, but right. like I can't control other people. All right. I can do is control myself. It's wild. And so I choose to advocate for certain things in the ways that I do based on my comfort and because of what I want to do, what I feel strongly about, it's up to other people to make their own decisions. Why is this country so, why is this country so fucked? Mm -hmm. You know, like it's like, it's like it was built to be dominated by like white men and it probably was, um, you know, there's a lot of arguments that say it was and you know, be true, but like, it's like, man, like if you look at every group of people, that's not a, if you're a white man, you are, this is a golden ticket. Sometimes I see white men that are, you see white, white dudes that are homeless. And I'm just like, how? Like, what happened? And I think obviously everyone has a story. But man, it is so radically difficult for every other group in this country to gain momentum, have opportunities and be successful, mm-hmm. it's like crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And so like, why is it that like this country is so like, like, um, oh, we're, you know, we're, there's no opportunities for black people. Like the fact that like, I don't know, like the Oscars and everyone's changing, mm-hmm. they're changing rules of diversity and inclusion, diversity mm-hmm. and inclusion. Um, a lot of that I think is like bullshit and formalities, but I don't know, it just feels like there's a lot of like, we're so broken and with black people, with brown people, with immigration, with women, with Asian communities, with yeah. the gay and lesbian community. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm a diversity, equity, and inclusion specialist because sure. I'm not. Neither, right, I, sure. I, I know that there are people who are 
super into the history and analysis and all and all but that. Like, and, and but I don't know. But do you, you have know? to and be though? You know what I mean? I don't like think so. But I mean, like from my opinion, I feel like the founding of this country was based on the ideals that a culture was better than another. I really and agree. So with, I really agree with that. I feel like what do you, what do you mean? that has that has permeated through everything, every step that's been taken. I felt like that's the thing to me that I really think it's crazy because you have, you know, so many people opposing these opposing views like, um, you know, like this is America. This is our country. And when you came here, hmm. you like took this fucking country mm -hmm. from people that were already here mm -hmm. because you were better than them. Yeah. And, and that I think we were it started with like you motherfuckers have teepees and, and arrows where we're, we're just going to take this shit from these guys. Yeah. And I think that like really, I mean, I think it set, set us, the stage. Yeah. It, I think it set a precedent. It set a stage for, for a lot of decisions to come. I'm not saying that every single decision since the start of, course of not. our country of course has not. been ruled by that, but for sure it's been it's a, touched by it in some form or fashion. Yeah, yeah. And I think to it's... To a small degree or to a huge degree, it's been affected by that, I feel like. It's it's weird to see the country move forward some ways. It's weird to see it move backwards yeah, some ways. But I mean, progress is... What is it? Two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. And I mean, I'd rather take that one step forward than right. no step forwards at all. Do, yeah, I guess. Do you feel like... Do you feel like... Do you, do you feel like uh, in the women's movement, like... Specifically in your industry too. Oh, I've always wanted to know this. Hmm. Do are are there are I got all excited? I saw yeah. the little in your eyes. Ooh. Ooh. Like in the the makeup industry is predominantly women, okay. right? Is it? E yes. Do you, is it? I mean, I think so. I think so. I don't know statistics, but it seems yes. Do you do you think are women paid the same in the makeup industry as men in the makeup industry? Actually, I have no idea. I would love to. know I am that. not sure, um, but I do know there is a belief in the industry well there's a belief in the makeup artistry industry that if you and this is not pro, not proven i don't sure. know how i feel about it i've never asked about it i've never really experienced it but there are some people who think that um homosexual men who are makeup artists get free passes when it comes to certain things being a makeup artist what so does that like, mean? Like, what's it? Give me an example. I don't even know. Let me think. So, an example like uh, on set, a hair or makeup artist, hair and or makeup artist who's like a super flamboyant, mm -hmm. you know, person, gay guy, whatever, you know, like super flamboyant. Like they're allowed to throw a tantrum and cause the client to cry, but be welcome back to set the next day. Whereas if a female makeup artist were to try to do that, we'd be kicked off within an hour. Why do you think that? I don't know. I mean, that's what some people think. That's what right. some people have experienced. I don't know how I feel about that. Right. Um, I honestly, like, I don't really know. That's, I'm that's, not sure how I'm always, I feel I'm always that. so interested. I'm always so interested when I find out. I just think that that's out. like an interesting thing that I've heard. Yeah. I'm always interested when I see like, like, I know like, uh, like I was interviewing someone actually here about how like the female models are paid more than male models. Yes. Well, you know, that's, I was like, I'm so interested in the field. Did you where, not know that? No, I didn't. I don't oh. know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We. I don't. I just. And our agency pays the same thing to who. You know what I mean. Good for you. But how would you not? 
Who? I don't know. I guess it's like I don't understand. an old school industry standard. But I don't understand that. Like we have an agency. We're not like, hey, the women on Beth, when you make these quotes, the women pay them less and the men more. <laughs> you know? I mean, I guess it's, it goes to say the other thing, you know, like it's crazy. It, in, in the corporate world, who's to say that women get paid less versus men? You I know? don't so understand like, that either. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where that, that came from. Who does that? But who actually, who, how, who are these motherfuckers that operate this way? Lots of people. I don't get that. <laughs> I'm like, You're like yeah. everyone that's Look not around. you. Look I don't around. know. I don't know. Everybody. <laughs> We're in LA. Take your pick. I don't That's know. That's really weird to me. I don't know, but I'm so interested in the, when I find out a field where it's like, oh no, women are dominating this as far as like, and you know, they're making more. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I thought I'm maybe. not sure. I don't know. I've never really had those types of discussions with um, makeup artists in my industry who identify as male. I'm not sure. Right. Um, Is it being? Has it been weird? You've been on set a few times. We've worked together since COVID. Has it been weird being super close to people doing makeup mm, with, yes. with like them? So have you had any scares? Have you had any moments where you've been like, yo, you need to back the fuck off? Katie was on a plane. This fucking lady, <laughs> fucking lady was, <laughs> she was like, you know, oh, like, no. yeah, it was like really disgusting. And then she like pissed her pants. She was sitting behind Chris. Wait, Katie She's, pissed her pants. Katie, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this. I know, I know, I know. This lady, now everyone on the internet thinks. <laughs> um, no, this lady peed herself on the plane and she was like super coffee and mm. like flimmy. Yeah, I mean, uh, my my journey getting back to work after the pandemic or, you know, post post original shutdown, whatever you call it. Post pandy. Post pandy. My experience getting back has been very interesting. So my first job back was actually with you. Yeah. Uh, that was my first job back in LA because we took a year. Yeah, we, you told me. Um, so that was my first job back. That was my first job. I think it had been 10 months. Jesus. So, um, you know, it was really nerve wracking. I was excited to be on set, but nervous about the right. job. Uh, like I said, there were insecurities about if I could remember how to do my own job, right, the job right. that I've been doing for nine years prior, regardless right. of the pandemic, but sure. like hadn't touched anybody else's face, but my own for 10 months. It's like a little nerve wracking, um, forgetting the equipment and the gear and the, and the products that I have and being like having to reopen up my kit and be like, Oh my God, like these are all these things that I have to do my job. I forgot about. And then you were telling me just the amount of shit you have to clean. Yeah. I had to sanitize and disinfect and throw away a bunch of stuff because it had been either contaminated or just went rancid Mm. from sitting, sitting in my, in my kit and being unused. Um, so were tons of there was tons of product that I had to throw out and replace. Um, but getting on set, yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah. Having having lived life here in LA, you know, by the six foot rule with the masks and social distancing and outside only for ten months, and then all of a sudden being thrown in a room into into <laughs> a room with like more than yeah. you know five people from outside yeah. of your household and being face to face as a makeup artist yeah, with someone man. who cannot wear a mask <laughs> it's a little yeah. it's a little nerve-wracking yeah. for sure like that very first um oh i lied what it wasn't the first job back was with you the second job back was with you god damn sorry it. but the first job back was with that same client but anyway um yeah so like the first the first makeup application i did after getting back it was like 
oh crap, like this person is like literally within an arm's distance of me. Like if they their could, face. if they, their yeah, face. their face, their open face, right. they're talking or they're not talking, if they're breathing, like if something were to happen, if this person has COVID, if they're a asymptomatic carrier, if some little piece of spit goes back into their throat and they accidentally cough, that's freaking COVID in my face, you know? Uh, so it's like, COVID face. but all I can do is take my own precautions. All I can right. do is wear my mask, wear my face shield, look like I'm a freaking biohazard lab worker you again. You did, you did. Yeah, but I mean, like, all I can do is protect myself. I sure. can't control other yeah. people. I can't control if they test before a, a shoot. I can't, I can't control if they socially isolate after right. that test is done. I can't control uh, the precautions that they've been taking. So all I can do is really take the steps that I can to yeah. protect myself and, and hope others. and pray that they also do their job. Yeah, Kai, as you edit this, put up the photos of Jude because she <laughs> looks like a fucking Ghostbuster in this shit. <laughs> like right now, I just wanted people to see what you looked like. Um, but I thought it was pretty cool. I was looking at the news I thought of you because... Um, have you seen, I, I like, uh, cancel culture has been a thing and I just wanted mm. to get, I wanted to get your, your thoughts on some very specific cancel culture things. Mm -hmm. So I think it's because cancel culture has been something, I don't even know how it got that name, but I don't really, I think it's like the, I think it was like a, I think it's the aftermath of me too. I think it's like, I feel like right? it was around that time. It it's was like, like spawned, oh yeah, this person did something. Let's like cancel let's them cancel and like them. not buy from their business or not. Are you into, the, are you in, do you support this? I or? don't support cancel culture. I, I prefer accountability culture. Uh -huh. Descri describe. It's, it's acknowledging it's okay. I don't, I, I'm not a pro at this, but I believe it's acknowledging the wrong that was done yeah. and um, addressing a formal apology to the group of people who were wronged in yeah. the past and then stating what you are going to do to rectify said issues in the future and then continuing to give updates about those those things, those goals, those those things that you said you were going to do, continuing to do that throughout the future. Do you think also as a part of that, I agree with that. Do you also think it's like everyone's a little too fucking sensitive? I mean, like here, my, I'll give a couple examples. Like Kevin Hart was one of my examples. Mm -hmm. Like Kevin Hart, do you remember he was going to do the Oscars? Mm -hmm. And then, um, then a lot of, uh, a lot of, I think people in the gay community on Twitter brought up the fact that he made this joke. And the joke was years and years ago. Mm -hmm. And the, the joke he said was like, oh, if my son came home and did something gay, I would pick up a uh, dollhouse and bash it over his head and say, son, that's gay. Mm -hmm. um, now, a long time ago when he, that joke came out, obviously, you know, you know, say what you want about that joke. It's a joke. Mm -hmm. Like he, Kevin Hart's really not going to pick up a dollhouse and break it over his son's head. Mm -hmm. um, but he apologized for it because like, you know, as you evolve as a person, like maybe that could offend somebody. So he'd apologize for it. So then, you know, then Kevin Hart gets super successful, right? He becomes a Kevin Hart you and I know. He gets invited to do the Oscars. And then they bring that all up, which he's apologized before. And then he has to do this whole re-apology tour. Mm. Do you think that's like, do you think that's like, do you think that's good? Or do you think that's like, like and then we so and then also we robbed the world of Kevin Hart doing the Oscar and then it's like we kind of what to 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 get him. I don't know. Um, 
I don't know. Like, it's it's hard because I feel like that's a, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a personal question, you know, right. because I was personally not, um, I wasn't you didn't part feel some of type the, of way. Right. yeah, I mean, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the jokes that he had made before, you know, like seeing about them, I'm like, eh, that's not really appropriate. And yes, it was a long time ago, but at the same time, it wasn't that long ago, you know, like it was still within our lifetimes. Um, but I wasn't of the targeted demographic, you know, and so I, I, I support the targeted demographic that, that he joked about and whatnot. And so like, I'm not comfortable because I know it makes people that I know uncomfortable, yeah. but like, but I that's, that I feel like that's not my place to, to say, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm I just, just not sure. Yeah, I feel I like it's like, hard. I think for me personally, what makes it is if, is if this. If it is ugh, what makes it is if the apology is sincere, if the actions that they say they're going to take are sincere and what they're doing and they're if they're actually working towards those goals is sincere. I don't know. I just feel like 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 can't we just like rec the long time ago thing I do think matters. It matters because um, I'm not saying you just say, hey, it was a long time ago and it doesn't matter. But I am saying America had a very bullshit like culture about it where we were allowed to say some really offensive things mm -hmm. like in 2008 in the trailer of the hangover the star actor bradley cooper in the trailer says faggot oh yeah, yeah. in the trailer yeah 2008 mm -hmm. and like so i think like that word for me growing up was not an offensive word oh, that was really? just a no that was just a word you said like when you were making fun of your friends mm. But, you know, as you get older, you realize that, like, oh, shit, mm -hmm. that is a word you should never say. Mm -hmm. um, but I think but there was a world where we lived in where that was the trailer to advertise yeah. for a major motion picture. Yeah. I mean, right. When you think about it, the world is the world is constantly changing. Right. Like there's there's uh, only one constant in life and that's change, you know, and and. I would like to say things hopefully will change for the better. And the only way things will change for the better is if we hold ourselves accountable yeah. for the things that we had done wrong in the past. I just feel like we're getting too sensitive. Like everyone's like John Wayne, like John Wayne said some racist shit. Well, didn't what John Wayne was born late John Wayne, like 1919. I mean, I of think course he said is, some racist shit. Like, yeah, of course, there's something to be said about the time and the era and the social mores that were normal during those times. But I, I like, just, I just feel like there's times like I could say something to you and it may not come out the right way. Mm -hmm. And you could be like, yo, Josh, what the fuck? And I could be like, oh man, my bad. I'm sorry. That came out the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And we move on and mm -hmm. we are friends and but that's because, we carry on. But that's because you and I are friends and we have a commitment to our friendship. And so you and I are willing to have these uncomfortable but important conversations. But I'm just saying, like, I think everyone has had moments where they said something that they didn't mean. Yeah. So why would I, why would I, why can't I apologize and move on? Why do people need to be canceled is what I'm saying. I don't think that they should be canceled. I don't know. I don't this, know That's why. what's happening. You saw Justin Timberlake. Did you see this thing with Justin Timberlake with this Britney Spears documentary? No. You didn't see this? No. You don't know about this Britney Spears thing? No. I mean, I know about the free okay. Britney thing, okay. but I didn't know. So, ju so Justin Timberlake had came out and apologized on Twitter. This whole thing to Britney Spears and like Janet Jackson. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, because they're canceling Justin Timberlake. Oh. Yeah. 
Anyway, so I um I was like, why did Justin Timberlake do? Mm-hmm. So in the documentary, here's what Justin Timberlake did. Justin Timberlake is 17 years old. He's dating Britney Spears, <laughs> right? All I can think of is the denim outfits. Yes. Yeah, the, the dual denim with yeah, denim yeah. when they wore the same fucking outfit, right? Okay, so him and Justin Timberlake, him and Britney Spears are dating. Someone says, did you have sex with her? He says, yeah. And that's, that's what he is being canceled for. Because for saying that. For saying that he said yes. Okay. I think that's crazy. I and mean, so he came out with this, you know, this Twitter long apology about blah, 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 and da, da, da. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to stuff like that of a, of a sexual nature, of an intimate nature, for me, like, I don't know their relationship. I was not a part of their relationship. I don't know what was said between them or what was agreed upon between them. But, like, maybe they, I, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs. So, like, how, who am I? I feel like who am I to judge? Like if I if I don't know. Like I don't know if if she was like, yeah, it's okay. We can tell people that we're dating and fucking whatever. I don't know. Yeah, but maybe. Like, but say she say there was conversations where she shouldn't. I guess what I'm trying to say is, Justin Timberlake, right or wrong, should be able to say like, hey guys, my bad. I guess I was fucking 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to? Why do we need to say, let's burn down everything Justin Timberlake has has done? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I there's mean, a di- there's, there's a difference I think where people are going. Yeah. Really wild with that shit. Yeah. And I think that's scary. And then also, I think what I people... I think because there's a lot of anger. And I think you know? what people... Yeah. And I think what people did to Britney was, you know, the same... I think she went through all this horrible shit and people treated her like shit her whole fucking life. People are continuing to treat her like shit. Yeah. I mean, I think Britney Spears was is a fucking awesome artist and she changed the game mm-hmm. a lot for a lot of people. And... um and I think people like she was the original. She got slut shamed like mm-hmm. like like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like people I feel like cancel culture is getting to a point where it's just like, uh, Jude, you said something you you said something wrong. Cancel her. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of her. You know, and it's like, no, Jude, we should we are allowed to to we're humans. We, yeah. We we, we have mean, to think, be allowed to say things. I that, think that's the thing. I feel like the, the faster we can get people on to an accountability culture versus a cancel culture, the better. Do you think? But I think it's just easier and more, I don't even know if it's trendy, but it's easier and it's more, it's like, it's a very good outlet for anger to to want to participate get, in culture. Get a, gr- culture. Get a group cancel of people to, culture. yeah, get a yes. group of people together and we all say this stuff yeah. to this person. But like, if we try instead to show examples of good accountability culture, um, you know, I feel like that's a way to kind of progress past this I feel part. Like, but I, I think there's always going to be the naysayers. There's yeah. always going to be the people that fight for the cancel culture. There's always yeah. going to be people that are angry, you know, and are led by their anger and and... I feel like some things don't need accountability for. Like, if you go to a comedy show, are do you are are you wanting that to be PC? Like, if you go, if I go, if you go see Eddie Murphy or you go see Dave Chappelle, are you be like, I'll laugh, but if he talks about blah blah blah, that's inappropriate. Fun fact: Dave Chappelle and I are we share the same birthday, not the same <laughs> birth date. I'm just gonna put this out there, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. I am a huge fan. You don't know, but we're <laughs> friends in my mind. We are best friends. Like, same, same. We are going to be cool together. Yeah. If you ever met me, if you ever like wanted to meet me, like I think it'd be super cool. <laughs> okay. We'd, we'd gang, we'd gang. Anyway, um, <laughs> All right. So Jude really I mean, personally, no, I am. Um, personally, like I, 
I don't expect them to be PC, but I also feel like, and especially with Dave Chappelle, like I've been following his career for a very long time. I feel like he's very candid in regards to like his, especially now with his, his beliefs on things. And like, you know, he, he's been coming out with a lot more, I guess, groundbreaking in my, in my opinion, kind of groundbreaking material in that I've never seen a comedian putting out the, the information that he has. He's, yeah, well, he's Dave. He's a fucking goat. Yeah, he's super educated. Um, but my point is... Whatever. But, like, it's just, it's, you know, like, I would not expect that of him. Um, I also know that he's not doing it maliciously. Yeah, but Dave has, like, a joke in his recent specials, one of his recent specials, where he's like... He's like, I don't know. He's like, he's, he's like, Michael Jackson sucked your dick? Like, I mean, he's Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's obviously, he, but he, that's what I'm saying. People had a huge problem with that joke. Mm. To me, I'm going to see Dave Chappelle because I want him to go push the limits. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want Dave Chappelle to apologize and yeah, be I mean, held accountable. I think he talked about shit. it once. Like, I think he talked about it in something. I don't remember what it was, but he was talking about how. No, you're, okay. you're he was talking about how, um, you know, like sometimes it's good to laugh through the hard issues Yeah. because the hard issues are fucking hard. And right. so one of the ways to kind of make that issue not so hard is to like really inject a different sense of perspective or, you know, laugh about things, but then really understand that they are still sensitive topics, but like, it's like, it's like freaking... I don't know, like an embarrassing moment for yourself. If you but trip da- and fall in front of a bunch of people, you can't stand up and laugh at yourself. Like, but Dave, you're going to be haunted by that for yeah, the rest of your Yeah, but Dave is like, historically, Dave is never apologizing for anything he's ever said, no matter who has said that they are offended by it or yeah. whatever. I'm saying like, yeah, like uh, there has to be some sort of like internal look at yourself and say like, yo, man, I'm in a fucking comedy show. That's Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I clearly don't think that he is for raping boys. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, I think there's too much on like, you need to be held accountable. You need to apologize. It's like, yo man, I think you need to like be less sensitive and chill out. I don't know. You know, like who am I? I I can't, I can't tell (laughs) other people and I can't control what other people do. No, but I mean like, but just looking at the state of where we are though. I mean, yeah, it seems, it seems like some people are, you know, extremely sensitive. It seems like some, like, it seems like we're turning into a place where it seems like. It but is se- that a bad thing? Yeah. Is it a bad thing to try to be yeah, not think, offensive to people? No, it's not about not being offensive because you never know when you're being offensive. It's like, you know, no one is going coming out of the house saying I'm, I plan on being offensive. You know, I mean, you know, some people, some people are, <laughs> you know, some people in Congress. Some uh, people. But I bit of mean, like. I guess what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say is like you are going to get offended and most people are offending you don't aren't trying to offend you. They didn't even know they offended you. So I think I think it's just like I think we're trending to a place where it's like we're kind of being like, you know, um, you know, meet the Joneses where everyone needs to be like, oh, hello. Do you, you know, I mean, like, I think it's, a, and it's like it's living a, in this robot life. I'm not trying to be a part of that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a sensitive subject. It's a hard subject. I, it's a fine line. There's a grayscale to it. It's hard. I, I want to, I want to be around people that like, yo, I fuck up. That's what I do. I am a human being and you do too. 
So stop pretending like we need to be fucking flawless here. Mm -hmm. That's what I think the deal is. Yeah, I mean, people are flawed. We're freaking human. But I think we put on the have to. We're putting on the show like we expect Kevin Hart to be perfect, which I think is like okay. I think it's hard to expect anybody to be perfect. But we do. I know we do. Twitter does. Yeah, I get. Twitter expects you. You can't say anything, or we are gonna take away your companies or what you Mm build. Like, oh man. And that's, some, and that's something that our side has built. Our side? Our side. That's, that's from liberals.com. Oh. We did that. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Like, we did that for a good reason, but also it can be taken overboard. But that's the thing. So, like, we've spent how long on this subject now, right? Like, talking, talking about cancel culture. We've spent however many minutes talking about it and, like, you know, beating it, beating it, beating it, beating it over and over, over again. But, like... At some point, we need to then just focus the energy on what does work versus continuing to brood about the issue. And what the does work, though? Like yeah. the, the, the accountability type stuff, the genuine, sincere want for a better society, you know? But I think everyone does want that. But I'm- I don't think everybody. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you got a situation where Kevin Hart's, like, apologized, addressed this issue in the past. He gets this opportunity, and Twitter wants to drag it up again. That's what I mean. Yeah. So it's not this accountability thing. It's like, yeah. no, I just want to fucking... That's the world. I mean, that, that shit sucks. That's the world. It's like, okay, Jude, I want to find out anything you've ever done so I can destroy you. Hmm. That's what it is. I'm so glad I didn't grow up during the internet age. Yeah, me too, man. But that's, like... That's what I'm saying. That's what's going on, and I think that's not a good thing that we're doing. It no, seems like it's I a, think it, it seems like it's a good thing, like you said, like but you get but you get too hyper focused on the negatives and the details. And you when you hyper focus on those things, you can't see the solution to get past that problem because you're so focused on all the shit that went wrong, you're not focused on how can we get beyond this, how can we rectify this, like how can we how can we move beyond and, and become better? And I think that that's, that's where we need to shift the focus from, shift it from the cancel to, For sure. to something better. Before you go, tell me, just tell, just tell me worst client, don't name any names, worst client set experience <laughs> you have ever had. A producer who did not know how to produce. Okay. Um, What's, what city? What city no, are you in? No, no. What, just what city are you in? This is a lot of this is a lot of shoots in every city. I'll just what city? South Florida. Okay, great. Okay. Um, I was, I was told to do one thing in regards to hair and makeup direction. Yeah. Talent was like, well, this is not what I want, and I'm like, okay, well, Ooh. this is what they told me, and then. The producer comes in and was like, what's the problem? And, you know, Talent's like, well, they said that it has to be like this. And and he's like, no, I never said that. And I'm like, wait, like you literally, I have documented proof in email. Like this is what was said to me. And you're making, you're throwing me under the bus. Like that was, that was some shit. Um, Oh, that's good. That happened early in my career. That's good. I will say that I have learned from that issue and I know how to navigate that a little bit better. Um, But I've also... Who I is, know that that's not that is not the norm for what happens with a who is who is makeup's arch nemesis on set. 
like nemesis. yeah like camera uh, in the camera world our arch nemesis is sound <laughs> like is yes. there our fucking we're arch always nemesis. waiting on sound damn it yeah it's our arch nemesis who is makeup's arch nemesis on set uh, i don't know that we have one really uh arch nemesis like who's always screwing things up like i guess but everyone's always telling you like how long how yeah. long what, what are long? those um we almost done yeah like either the pa or the ad like they're my, always rushing like how many more, how many more minutes my, fa- like, my favorite thing. i need five minutes can you give me three i'm like no i literally just told you five minutes well can you make it three no, no. you know like <laughs> my idea of make uh, watching you do hair and makeup is like this someone like finally sits down in your chair and they they sit down and they're like, Jude, how much longer do you need? Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly how it goes. I I do have a producer that I work with and she's phenomenal. Um, you know, I'll start working on someone and she'll come over and she'll preface it and be like, no rush. I just want to know realistically how much time do we need? Yeah. And I'm like, cool. When you preface it that way, it doesn't make me automatically, you know, like yeah, yeah, go yeah. into turbo mode. Um, so it's it's nice. And she's very respectful in regards to to finding out stuff out but i mean you know i don't i don't know i feel like we're hair and makeup is we're we're in a special place in the crew in that um god i had one of my teachers in makeup school was telling me this so like cast cast is cast and on-camera talent are like the head right right? and then um production crew and everybody else is the Mm. body and hair and makeup and wardrobe are like the neck we connect both worlds Mm. so you know like a grip necessarily won't necessarily go up and, and talk to the, the right. A-list talent and, and people above the line, but mm-hmm. like we can kind of do and both. travel between both worlds. And so um, I find that, you know, my position on set is is a very fun and interesting one because I can kind of traverse both sides of the line, really. It's dope. Um, but it just, you know, it depends. Well, tell everyone how to follow you. Tell them on your Instagram so they can if they want. Ah, uh, Instagram. Oh, I don't Jude. know. Whichever one you use. I don't know what social <laughs> is these days. My my Instagram is Jude and a makeup. J-U-D-E-A-N-D-A-M. And then the word makeup. So there's some in there. Um I guess that's the only really Bang. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This is my good friend Jude. This is Uncreative Radio. We out. Thanks.